You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. So welcome to Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. And we're the 15 side. That's how Jeff I'm... Montag. Mike Gardner, we're the 24 side, the you better forgot, side. You forgot to arm uh, Dwayne, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I'm a little behind here. So how's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. It's right. a Friday, it's Friday night. It Friday. is. We hadn't planned to do a podcast tonight, but today is National Cocktail Day. So there's no way we could go without getting together and having a cocktail. Got so. to celebrate. Here at the? Rusted Nail. Speakeasy. A little speakeasy hidden in the backwoods and cornfield of Franklin County, Indiana, where we secretly record the podcast. Look for the pink flamingos, and you got to know the password. Pink flamingos are looking sad out there. I'm gonna have to do some work to them. Up on my white. He's resting. Yeah, so we just got done. Uh, we got some uh, carry-out food from the Martindale House in Metamore, Indiana. That's very so good. Had some fish and chips and some bangers and mash and some shrimp. And you had a had hot pretzel. And yeah, and a hot pretzel. pretzel. Yeah. So shout out to those guys. It's all good. It was good. So what you got in your glass, Dwayne? You can't tell because you always bring in the glass that you can't see. Yeah, I know. It's 10 high and Pepsi. That's my go-to. There so you go. keeps me sober through this. <laughs> <laughs> if, I okay. drank, if I drank straight the whole podcast, I'd be just slurring and babbling with you more than normal. You wouldn't drink. Uh, so I used to drink mixed. I, once I changed to straight, you don't drink as much. Is that right. what it is? Seriously. Yeah. You, don't. Right. you don't. You just don't. Next podcast, that's, that's what I'll try. And, and, it, and we'll see. And you get the taste, the flavor of the bourbon, not the Pepsi. All right. Well, well, next podcast, I'll try that. Jeff? I'm drinking the Minor Case Rye Whiskey. There you go, a little Minor Case. We'll talk about Limestone, Limestone Branch here in a moment. I'm Mike, what you got? Jim Beam Oak. Well, you got the bottle of Jim, uh, gin in front of well, you that I'm, you wish I'm, you were drinking. I'm not allowed to drink that at the podcast, <laughs> but I can stare at it. You, you got put <laughs> that, You were put on probation. I was put on probation, yeah. but I was told I was not allowed to have any more gin <laughs> before a podcast. I think it was like a 50-year probation. 50-year? <laughs> yeah. <He> said, <laughs> Maybe. He's still in year one. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Thank last gracious. week Thank at goodness. my house, I told you guys, I'm at my house. You can it's my rules. You I can drink what I want to drink. <laughs> Thank, good. Thank goodness it wasn't a lifetime yeah <laughs> yeah thank goodness <laughs> yeah it was a bad night at your house that night bad night coiler makers <laughs> got beat how you got beat how you got bumped was, a little later yeah well i couldn't stay up that late to see yeah, that you know so. old guys purdue didn't get beat they just didn't try the, the, man it didn't look good yeah it did they just they, didn't, they just they were off yeah so, that, so it's it's that, been an interesting tournament. I mean, look at the upset. So here it's it's Friday night. We're in Sweet Sixteen weekend. Is that yep, right? Correct. Yep. And um, and Tennessee's been knocked out, uh, number four seat by by a nine. So and you know so what is there? There's uh, two number ones left. 
left end, but boy, there's a lot of in betweens that have been yeah. already knocked square. So it's yeah. a, interesting. It is. It is. To me, that's the the best thing about the tournament, though, is you get to see these little schools with heart just playing their eyes out. You know, they got nothing to nothing to lose, so they're just leaving it all hang out. And well, and yeah, you know, it's, hey, that's right. It, well, yeah. you know, in in Purdue's situation. <clears throat> Their coach got out coached big time. Oh, it, it my was God. that was a coach that was coaching. He studied how Purdue played. The right. tallest man on that team was six foot one. Yep. Well, how tall is Mister Edie on seven, seven four. four? And you're telling me all he had to do? We're sitting there watching it. Feed him the ball. Feed yep. him the ball. He's either going to get fouled. Sure, they they stole a couple balls, but. He's going to get fouled if you keep feeding it to him. So All he's I, got to do is turn around. It's like I, I read afraid. it. I read it early. They were going to freaking double team him. They were going to allow Purdue to take their shots from outside, and man, the, they couldn't hit. They couldn't, yeah. they couldn't shots hit shots from outside yeah. to no. save their. And save that's their been their mo all season. They're right, only yeah. like thirty percent shooters. And, and that was the that yeah, was that the was, game play. Yep. So, but man, that team just swarmed them i mean their defense yeah. those guys were just they look like bees man. out there oh, so man. do you know what happens when you're the coach of a 15 team that beats the number one team you get, get a new job you get promoted, you get promoted. <laughs> and i don't know i mean maybe it was and we don't we don't know his record or inning but i don't know if there's he just, is actually so i did a little check when it first came out he has been very good at coaching at smaller colleges Okay. So we'll see. Well, we'll what see happens. what happens. I mean, he definitely. When you take out the number one team, and that was that was pure coaching. I mean, oh yeah, that was him. That was so. We will get to see what happens. Yeah. He does look a little freaky though. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I haven't figured out. There's a cartoon. No, this insulting, but there's a cartoon character he ri- reminds me of, and I just haven't haven't figured out what. <laughs> <laughs> so for us IU fans, it was a rough. It was a rough. It was a rough. Yeah, because the girls went down. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. Oh, and so IU men lost to Miami. Miami. IU women. Now they were the number one team in the country. Right. The IU women went down to Miami. Miami. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See how that works. The number one. Yeah. Team number one seed men's Purdue got knocked out. Number one seed women. Yep. Sad day. Sad day. So shout out to a local kid, NCAA. Yes. Heavyweight champion Mason Paris. That's amazing. Yep. And it was not, and it was um, with authority. That was he won. Yeah. And there was so no Lawrenceburg, doubt. Lawrenceburg, Lawrenceburg grad. grad. Yes, yep. congratulations. So his to dad him. went to school at East Central. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, kind of it was great to see. I got I actually got to watch it live on TV. So it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. So other than that, what you guys been up to this week? I'm just working, just busy as could be, like usual. Hoping things keep going like this. God knows what the they raise interest rates another quarter point this week, which is going to have an effect on all kind of sales, which is what they're hoping well, that's for. The but, intent. but when that's you're the in intent. the sales business, that's not yeah. that's not what you want to see. Exactly. Right. You know, people coming in wanting to finance things and looking at the you know what the low interest rate is now, and it just keeps climbing. It's like, man, I mean, it's it. I mean, yes, it's going to slow down, but well, like I said, when you're in the sales business, it's not not what we want to see. So, sure thing. How about you, Jeff? How's your week been? Good work. Um, you know, weather was decent early in the week. Um, got my mower back. Got the grass cut yesterday before the rain came in, so I'm all happy about that. But by the time I get to mow it again, it'll probably be crazy high because it's yeah. supposed to rain. Oh, now, so crazy. Then. 
crazy weather. Mike, how you been? My week has been good. It's good actually too. slowed down at work, and so we're catching up. So Scotty Bourbon's not here, but I know he was in Nashville this week. Miss, cool. We hung out with Mrs. Bourbon one night. I heard Scotty was recording a new album or something. <laughs> <laughs> Called the Limp Bacon Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, you heard Limp Biscuit. He's Limp Bacon. <laughs> oh. So a little shout out to our our friend uh, Jeremy from uh, yeah. Bo Brothers. Uh, yeah, he's he's at least you know, again it's Friday night here, and hopefully by the time uh, this comes out, he's he's back out of the hospital and and doing well. So uh, I think we've all sent uh, well wishes to him, but certainly want to send a shout out to yeah. him. And, uh, and get him back on his feet and them guys back to podcasting. Yeah, that's uh, that's what he, you know, their last podcast, they, he made fun of me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, he said, you know, I can't help it, it's the truth, but he and I first met as Chippendale dancers. That's what he told everybody. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, if he only knew that I walk around with a. Well, maybe that's Never what mind. happened. Maybe he hurt he, himself. He was doing. He, he was, was war, warming up for a reunion tour. <laughs> oh, we'll have to yeah. give them guys a call once yeah, he's all taken care absolutely. of. Good deal. So, uh, you guys, you know, you noticed that Dish Network still on the TV screen here, and you know, that. you know that I've got got ri- gotten rid of Dish, and I've got Spectrum, got Spectrum, and I have Hulu, which I love, love both of them, uh, but I still have Dish. Man. Yeah. So here you're going to get to hear why I still have Dish. Now, I will edit this because this may take a few minutes, but um, here we go. Thank you for calling Dish. Para Español o Prima Nueve. No hablo Español. Please wait a moment while I look up your account. I see an account with an address starting with the numbers 811. Is this the account you were calling about? For yes, press 1. For no press two. That's actually changed. So oh, you might talk to somebody. Might, yeah. This would be fun. That'd be cool. <laughs> We're experiencing high call volume Uh-oh. and your wait. Your estimated wait time is greater than forty-five minutes. Are we waiting? No, we're not. But this. Let's, let's wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, this week, the estimated wait time was one hundred and seventy-four minutes all week long. That's nice. And, and, you know, most places when you have a wait time, they'll say, we will call you back. Put press you on line. and we'll put you yeah. on. They don't. You know, I don't have 174 minutes to set my phone down and wait. So, well, it's less than, it's more than 45 minutes. So, it's between 45 and yeah. infinity now. Right. I guess. So, what's the story? So, the story is they got hacked. It started with their website. Uh, and I'll sh- pull that up here. I'll edit this so it doesn't take forever. Um So the deal is they got hacked. Their security got hacked. Their website got hacked. Oh, it's changed a little bit. Maybe their customers got hacked. Ah. No, just to see they got their statement up here. Thank you for your patience. We're currently express, experiencing a system issue, which our teams are continuing to work hard to resolve. Uh, so it goes on and on. But it, this has been going on for a month. Um so I, for two weeks, I've been trying to call to get through. You can't do anything online, although this page is different now. So I couldn't do this before. No, 
So I may be able to go online and do stuff now. We'll see. But I think you still have to call if you're actually canceling. Right. But up until yesterday, none of these options were here. It was just a one page. It said. So since you're hooked, stuck with them, could you not just go to, because it's probably paid with a credit card or the direct link to your bank. Yeah. Couldn't you just stop that? I can. You know? But I won't actually talk to somebody because they'll still. Then they're going to. Get your credit down and yeah, ding you yeah. for false for not yeah, making a payment. I mean, it shouldn't be this hard to cancel anything. Right. Obviously, it's getting better, so I'll try again tomorrow while I'm at the shop see what happens. <laughs> you can just put that little hold music on the speaker. I can. I'll and then tie just, it into the Bluetooth. Yeah, just let it play the music. Do, 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 yeah. do, 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 do. What would wake him up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello, can I help I you? I don't know if his customer base wants to hear him once he gets on the phone. But. <laughs> <laughs> we could charge for entertainment. It could be a little show, yeah. Dinner and show at noon. How much oh. bourbon can you drink in that time? <laughs> I don't drink bourbon while I'm working down there. Yeah. What do you drink? <laughs> well, I will say that uh, the coffee is usually spiked. That's all I'm going to say. That bourbon cream and coffee, mm. that gets you yeah. going in the morning. Uh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. And then I had a meeting down there. Mary and I had a meeting with a, somebody that's going to run her shop a weekend that we're gone. We That was after hours. So you had to help influence their decision? Well, a little Yellowstone, and it yeah. took care of it. I went back the next day. It's like, man, looks like there's been like a party going on here. <laughs> oh, so how about everyday events? Anything going on? I just I saw something that uh, it's becoming a, I guess a even more and more of a tragedy is divorce. It's becoming worse and worse because I read in the paper the other day a 25 year old woman married herself and then decided <laughs> I knew this had to be going someplace <laughs> and then decided a day later she wanted a divorce from herself and <laughs> so I thought oh God I got it so I looked it up and it was true it's not in the U S though it's in India. So she's a 25-year-old woman who married herself, told her social media followers that she can't take it anymore and is considering getting a divorce after only 24 hours. 25-year-old Sophie Maurer, she's from India, was the picture of wedding bliss one day and self-doubt the next. So my first assumption was there's no consummation in the marriage. Maybe that was the problem. But uh, she. Well, there are. Yeah, there's. there's I, was gonna say, yeah, I already there's heard Table Twelve say something yeah, about that. They're all over that. They're all over it. <laughs> she got, uh, got a she, table full of women. They got some ideas over there. So uh, it was just crazy. And then I thought, well, this is you know, there has to be the only one. But she's not. This isn't the first one. I found two other women in India that had married themselves previously and i didn't read was it to get insurance or something (laughs) no she is a social media following of 1.2 million so that just pretty much laid it out but the funny thing was people were uh commenting after it says uh but mars self self self-wedded bliss was short-lived on february february 21st she posted she, she was considering divorce update one day I'm married to myself and I can't take it anymore. I'm seeing how the divorce issue is just in case. She wrote, her followers offered advice. Get a good lawyer, one commenter. Other one, when your divorce comes through, marry me. Psycho there, too. And the other one, you can't stand yourself, said another. So it'd have to be kind of, I mean, you're a little self-centered, but I think it was 
it was all just a media game. Media I mean, sure. She was looking for some more attention yeah. on her uh, sure. social media feed, and, and she got it. I mean, heck, she made worldwide news. It was a, when you Google search it, there was pages of places that had covered the article. So she got her. And now people are going to listen to this podcast, and yeah, we're going to give it a little bit more. And yeah. so next Jeez. person thinks of it. Yeah, I came unprepared tonight because we really hadn't prepared to do a podcast. So, yeah. well, I got um, a, I got a better one. Uh oh, this this is funny. It's a though. good thing he's off probation. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it is swingers. Since we had our comment <laughs> upside down pineapple, I don't know, but I'm, I, I get a feeling. I, I there's just, a theme. There's a theme going on here. Swinger swap upside down pineapples for colored coated loofahs. So. <laughs> I was reading the article, and it's some retirement community in Florida, too. So, so that's a common thing. So the, uh, <laughs> there's several reti- – this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. Uh, sexually transmitted disease in retirement communities are skyrocketing and have been because upside-down pineapples. Part of the invention of Viagra, too, helps yeah, speed that exactly. Along. I didn't print. I didn't print the whole article because it was long. Well, and I was laughing. But. It's not just the upside down pineapple thing. It's it's um, you have a lot of widows and widowers. Yeah. Well, and yeah. They're single. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But uh, there was a doctor making that, the rounds. <laughs> there was a doctor from more in our area that got into the discussion and his patient, and he was like, "Oh yeah," and he named the community, so he knew of the community. Um, but the funny thing was. I've got a photo of the of the loofahs in question and the colors. So, blue is the lowest level of full swap. Those who can play well with others, which I'm. This is in the villages. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say this has got to be in the villages. The villages, Florida's friendliest hometown. So we have, I uh, know several people who live in the villages, <laughs> and I guarantee they're not. So should we send yeah. him a pack of yeah. loofahs? Just no. as, just as. <laughs> no, we'll pass on that. I'm going to take Rick's name out, but yeah, no. But we got. So that's the same community that the, there was a big deal a couple of years ago about. Yeah, and there, this this article went into it about the STDs and all yep. this, the the bad part of it. But you got blue, which is the the full, lowest level of full swap. Yellow is mid-level swap, which I'm not quite sure what low and mid-level is. But for those who want to have fun but are still nervous, then you got black is full swap. Those who say what the hell, let it all go down. Teal, Jeff's. Here's, I'm going to stop you for just a second because we're all going on vacation in about three weeks. If I see a goddamn upside-down pineapple on your door, Dwayne. I'm bringing loofahs. You got more selection yeah. here. You got, you got white. So if there's a white one, that's for novices and beginners. <laughs> the purple, you just like to watch. So you got to watch out for them. And the article was talking about people are driving around with multicolors on their carts, so they just kind of list their whole, their whole gambit. Their whole gambit. So you got pink as the soft swap, people who like to do it with others in the room. And teal is the bisexual for those who want to increase their dating chances. So then the other, the other end of this story is that this is all fake and, and, and this and that going on about that it. it's not real. But 
there was more than one article about the loofah. Tonight I googled it just to see, uh, and nothing. I'm not. I'm not going to fact check you on that one because I'm pretty sure it's real. <laughs> well, the, the community they talked about yeah. was was well known in oh, all. This has been for a long time. Yeah, I just. I saw those two and I thought, oh my goodness, that is that is a perfect one for the my podcast. mom and dad's looking for a new community to move to. There you go. <laughs> oh goodness. But yeah, those those were the interesting ones. All right. So with that, we're going to take a short break. You guys, need some pineapple juice. <laughs> we'll about, be right back. How about some pineapple upside down. Cake? There you go, upside down cake. <laughs> Well, actually, we got ice cream for dessert That's here. That's why Hey, here we go. We'll be right back with Cross the Line, 1524. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel you can learn more about Kentucky, only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it, on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Batesville Liquor Co., located at 315 Shopping Village in downtown Batesville, Indiana, your place for all your cocktail needs. Whether it's beer, wine, spirits, they've got it. They've got your tequilas, they've got your vodkas, they've got your gins, and of course, your bourbons. In fact, they do barrel picks. These are single barrels that have been hand-selected by folks at Batesville Liquor Code just for you. Not sure which spirit you want to try? Maybe you want to go to one of their tastings. That's right. They have a tasting area right there in Batesville Liquor Code where you can try some of the new and upcoming uh, spirits, uh, new and upcoming bourbons, tequilas. They do it right there in the store. You want to find out when those are? Very simple. Go to their Facebook page, Batesville Liquor Co. They list any tastings they're doing. Uh, normally, there's a couple a week. Stop in, say hi, do a tasting. Maybe you'll find a new cocktail that you're interested in. You know, they've got it all there. You've got RTDs. Do you know what RTDs are? That's the newest fad in cocktails. It's ready-to-drink cocktails already pre-mixed in a can pretty simple it's getting ready to be boat season you buy an rtd you put it in a cooler on ice you've got it right there on the water with you that's right go check them out batesville liquor co located at 315 shopping village in batesville indiana or tebby liquors located on main street in brookville indiana as always tell them the cross the line 1524 crew sent you gilman's home centers with 14 locations and growing you know what? It's the party time of the year. That's right. You might need some party rentals, and they've got them. They've got bouncy houses, tents, even slushy machines for those adult party-friendly drinks. You know what? Things are heating up, which means you need to start thinking about watering options for your lawn and garden. They've got it. And you know what? It may be too hot for you. They've got plenty of air conditioning units and fans just for you. 
Gilman Home Centers, with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. I tell you what, we got a belly full of ice cream there. That's some good, yeah, ice cream. Some good stuff. It's uh, I had the peanut butter stuff. I had a little bit of peanut butter cups in it, and pieces of the ice cream scooper, and yeah. <laughs> so we got a taste test going on here. So Mr. Montag um, picked up some beef jerky. No, it's not Stanger Shack beef. Stanger Sugar Shack beef jerky. It's another brand uh, that. <clears throat> Has infringed on Stanger Sugar Shack territory, <laughs> so we oh, wanted to man. try it out. So this is uh, from a company called Countryside Jerky Company. Um, so uh, from a, I'm, I need I need to be careful what I say here. So yeah. we're going to taste it first. So this is the what this is, is the crack pepper crack pepper beef jerky beef jerky. A lot of chewy. Did you get a top one? <laughs> Mine's pretty chewy. good. Mine's not too. too Mine's bad. not bad. So it's got good flavor. It isn't. Yeah, it does have good flavor. But I mean, it's definitely a chewer. And the piece I had at home was was like the one I think out. Yeah, I just. Had. I mean, I about. Well, I got checked to use my two still. Since we're comparing, this is. The first difference I've noticed. This mine's great. Yeah. Mine is more like Stanger Sugar Shack. It's tender. It's not chewy. You got to chew it, but it's not chewy. Whereas Alan, I've watching him. He's yeah. he looks like a coyote trying to tear off a piece off of a carcass. Um, it's a little tougher and chewier. Whereas mine's good. And that's what you get with some jerkies. Is you get that piece, and then you get a good piece, and then you, it's just a random. Right. Instead of every piece being what I would, you want, I would guess that this is cut from a roast, and that's why you're getting depending on where, where you're at in the roast. roast. And yeah. they're just slicing it off, right? Yeah, because right. This, I mean, this piece here, this is I, I would, I would like this. This is good whole, flavor. I like the flavor, but I mean texture and everything on this one. But I don't. I wouldn't eat that. That'd be the last, yeah. last thing if I got that piece because I hate that part. Yeah, me too. So and I say that and I can't bite my next bite. There was one other flavor I don't remember what it was down there. I didn't get, but um, there was a third, third one down there besides what we got here tonight. So a couple things before we taste the next one. So there's absolutely so some things that you have to do, and I'll probably get slapped for this, but I'm just going to be honest. So I there's some things you have to do as a distributor of any type of food product you ever have to have a nutritional label on it this package neither of these packages have a nutritional label on it uh, you have to list your ingredients uh, by in order of percentages that they're in and you have to have labels that are approved by the FDA uh, the other item with beef turkey is it has to be a USDA approved uh, shop that does it so when you look at this package, you there's just a name of the jerky, company, there's no address, there's no website, and there's a list of ingredients, and you don't know if it's in the correct order or not. So after doing some research, I find out that my competitor here is actually a butcher shop in another town. So the way they have it packaged here is fine to sell in their butcher shop because they are a USDA-inspected butcher shop, and when they're selling meats at the butcher shop, 
your list of requirements are a lot different than if you are wholesaling them someplace else. So when you go buy a steak at a butcher shop or burger at the butcher shop or or sausage, you don't need all that stuff because that's all understood. Well, you know where you're at. Yeah, so this would be fine for them to sell legally the way it is in their butcher shop. Putting it in other places is not. There's no... There's no FDA approved. You have to have your labels approved by the FDA. Uh, I know because, uh, I mean, I went through some labeling issues. The Campfire Barbecue says on mine, says Campfire Barbecue flavor because of the FDA. I couldn't say Campfire Barbecue. They changed it right. to flavor. So it's just, it's, I'm just pointing a few things out there. Because okay. I'm, I'm competing now. This is a competitor of mine. Um but not playing by the rules. But I guess for the ingredient list too, if you had allergies or, or yeah, food you had, issues, you, you, you wouldn't know. So there's, let's see what's in here. So there's soy in here. So could be gluten-free soy sauce, or it could be a soy sauce with gluten in it. Right. Doesn't say. So if it's, you know, if there's any wheat in that soy sauce, that's an allergen that needs to be listed. And they don't list any allergens whatsoever. All right, let's t- try the next flavor. Which I'm, is their uh, their take on my ba- bacon? I call it bowl bacon. of sugar. So you haven't even tasted it yet. It's I can see it. the sugar. It's all over the count the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw it when you dropped. See, it I don't. Out. I don't see much comparison just in texture to yours, Alan. Of your bacon. Uh no. And. I <laughs> This is chewy. My my piece is actually hard. Yeah, this is tougher than the. Than it's the not was. good flavor. It's just. But I will say this: there's some people that don't like our jerky because it's not hard. It's not right chewy. So everybody right. has their own, their own preference. Preference. But man, there's a lot of sugar on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just take that piece. So that's brown sugar. And sugar and a sugar glaze. So what it says here is it's a smoked pork, sugar, sugar glaze, brown sugar. Man, it's like candy sweet. I mean, if if you want it that sweet, that's a little much for me. I mean, mine's pretty sweet too, but it's different. But it's not. Right. There it is. Not bad stuff. I'll stick with the, the Stinger Sugar Shack, though. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Even though I don't like the guy. I'm yeah. <laughs> I, I can't stand him either. It's a good thing he's got a nice wife. Yeah. <laughs> She's not even down here to hear she that. She didn't get she? to hear that. No, she missed out. Goodness. Yeah, see, not having allergens or anything. Listen, that's a, that's a bad deal. So there could be nitrates. You just don't know. To me, a lot of it is consistency. I like I take a the jerky one. to all be what is that first flavor? the same. The first one is, uh, you know, if it's cracked, all chewy, it's all chewy, pepper. but if not, consistency. All tender, yeah, consistency. And it's this really isn't. Tough. It's really tough. Take it over and see if the girls want it. Well, like I said, some people like it that way, so. Oh, yeah. All competition's good. This competition's even better. Did you know that beef jerky is packed with protein and is considered a healthy snack? 
Check out Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky. 100% pure beef with no fillers or additive. MSG free and most flavors are gluten free. If you're eating jerky that has a reddish tint to it, give us a try and see what gourmet jerky tastes like. Our cuts of meat are from the brisket. Not ground up, not processed, pure 100% beef. Our flavors include maple pepper, our original lakeside brisket. We have ghost pepper flavor. We have blazing beef sriracha flavor. Gotta try our speakeasy bourbon, our campfire barbecue, and our totally teriyaki flavor. Our favorite though is our old-fashioned maple bacon jerky. That's right, we have maple bacon jerky. You can find all of our jerky at all the Gilman Home Center stores throughout Indiana and Ohio, at the Easy Stop Fuel Mart, State Route 46 in St. Leon, Indiana, and of course online at StangerSugarShack.com. Use discount code 1524 to receive a special 10% discount on any online order. Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Jerky, what jerky should be. Moving on. Bald Eagles, guys. Speaking of something to eat. Speaking of something to eat. Yeah. Two men shot and killed a bald eagle in Nebraska and had plans to eat the bird. What do you think about that? By the way, since Dwayne's been off probation, he's brought us some good topics. This is yeah, one of them. Yeah, see? Yeah. He went, went from eating human meat to eating bald <laughs> eagles. Bald eagles. <laughs> no, I saw this story in uh, the... The, the article I read was two uh, Honduran nationals uh, were caught at a park. Uh, they were found with the rifle that shot the bird, and they were planning on eating it when they got, got to the scene. They had some Parmesan garlic wing sauce. No, I made that part up. <laughs> but the, the, the biggest, the article I read, and we haven't found that one, and I didn't print the whole one, was the sheriff was so upset because... Um, they hadn't been charged and they had been released. Uh, what we're finding now is articles are saying charges are still pending, but how is there a possibility of pending charges? I mean, I always, growing up until today, I thought it, this was an instant felony. There's not a whole lot of objection when you find the gun. They have the, the eagle, and they obviously figured out they were planning on eating it. So how are they not charged instantly? So, can you charge somebody who's not a citizen of the United States? Yes. Why can't you? I don't know. I'm just I'm just putting that question out there because these two guys are not citizens. There's criminals of in the United States. There's yeah. criminals in jail if in prison from the what's the M what's the gang from Mexico? Oh, the M13 bat, M13, M13 or whatever. Yeah, M, oh, yeah. MS13. MS13. You know, they're in prison sure. here, so... Sure, yeah. I mean, there's all kind of charges. I mean, you know, they're not free to run loose and break all laws and... Not That's charge. a matter of opinion, but... Well, yeah, it just depends I'm on just yeah, saying. what law. Yeah. But so, I just thought... So. I, I saw the article, and I just thought, oh, my... You know, even if you're not from the country, I think you would know what... I mean, I, I assume oh. you would know what that is, but I guess maybe... Maybe people from other countries don't understand it, but to me, that wouldn't be the first thing I'd try to shoot would be an eagle. I wouldn't think that would be a... I don't know. So, a little, little history here on the bald eagle. Um, back in 1963, the population of bald eagles were down to 417 nesting pairs in the entire United States, uh, mainly because of a chemical that was contaminating their food source, right. DDT. DDT. Right. 
since then, there's an estimated 316,700 nesting pairs, and we have several of them right here in Indiana, right next to us. Right, yeah. Yeah. We see them fairly routinely here. Growing up in school, we'd have never thought we were going to see bald eagle. Well, they didn't exist, yeah. Yeah. They didn't exist, and they were very endangered, and it was was kind of a funny thing that, you know, when I I graduated high school and went to college and got my first job and then moved to Cincinnati, and then Robin and I, when we got married, lived in northern Kentucky, and of course, my folks still lived out here. And I think it was, I believe it was shortly after we built the house and moved out here. One day we're driving to Brookville. And I've kind of got accustomed to Robin taking deep breaths when I drive, like <gasps> kind of thing. We all do. And, <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> we understand. <laughs> yes, we do. So, so I tap on the brakes. <laughs> so. So anyway, we, we're driving to Brookville on Highland Center Road and down by the river where you're running parallel to the yeah. river, right along the river. And she gives me the, <gasps> and I'm just going on. And she goes, a bald eagle. And immediately the brakes came on because, again, that they didn't exist here. Right. And so I stopped and I backed up. And sure enough, because the way the road is elevated there and drops down to the river, this eagle was about road height to yep. us about 50 yards looking over the river and just as beautiful as could be and yeah. it was it was pretty neat but it's pretty routine now on that section of road right when the river's running clear to see bald eagles there and of course you know at the lake that's a, yeah up I, at the I lake, had a up at the lake pair and a tree here yeah yeah uh, not yep. just 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 together just together yeah, yeah. but i, I mean, mean down outside of metamore there's a nesting pair or there's a nest yeah, there right, yeah. right, right at the bridge you can see you can you know stop on the bridge of course so, I, where, where we're at up here we're not far i mean we're a couple miles as the eagle flies as the eagle flies he's there and like he's already there what's that right. story well he's already there yeah <laughs> oh goodness. yeah i got i got pictures of one a couple of years back when i was still towing on lawrenceville road which is you know just a few miles from my house there was one had found it was eating something on the side of the road and i'm just tooling along see this huge thing and i'm going you know you're thinking what the heck you're not like jeff not used not expecting to see it right and then as i got up close to it and i saw what it was i was like holy crap so i stopped and put the window down got a few pictures i'm flashing my lights at a car because they're coming flying and i didn't want it to take off come out on the road and get hit but it's 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 just a great thing that again growing up is just something that didn't exist in yeah in this area at all and we never thought we would ever see one yeah you know animals in general have changed you know when we were little little kids you didn't see many deer here right right no well it was you know when i was a kid it was news i mean our family owned 86 acres and we walk around we you know when we were kids we were all over that place if we saw a, a deer hoof print that was news right that was news yeah. <laughs> you know so it's uh pretty amazing what the population of deer is yeah my dad used to go deer hunting when i was a kid and he'd go to jefferson proving ground because they had deer that they had released there right. and he could you know you got a number and you got to go in there and hunt now 
you know, you get, you're dodging them every morning going to work. Right. Well, and, and that can be, if, if, you, if you're enjoying that, can be attributed to mostly to the conservation and the hunting. Right. The money from yeah, the hunting, right. t- hunting licenses and all that and then all the conservation efforts is what has got it exactly. to this point. And the control, you know, how many is allowed to be harvested. And, and they, were, they were reintroduced, too, in the yeah, 50s. And right. my parents remember going up to Southgate and watching them, the DNR release in the, in the late 50s release deer up there white-tailed deer um you know same way with turkeys yeah, right they, they turkeys. reintroduced uh, wild turkeys now them things are everywhere they're everywhere now yeah that wasn't that long ago turkeys no. i mean 15 I'd, 20 years yeah, ago yeah and now they're everywhere yeah. yeah and they're talking about having a second season uh in indiana because of so many of them yeah and coyotes they didn't reintroduce them but yeah they, they did, did yeah they, really? they did yeah did they? idiots yeah, that was, I, I don't that. remember how long ago, but they did reintroduce coyotes but, because of too many turkeys. Is that right? <laughs> that was the one. It was that, that one of, yeah, that's well, some, they, two and two equal five there. Right, but that was one of the stories. The turkey population took over too fast, so they thought, well, we'll just release a few coyotes, and that'll kind of help control the population. Well, then the coyotes have repopulated, and they're not affecting the turkey population. So, uh, No, it's because they're going after cats, dogs, rabbits. Right. You don't see near the rabbits. When I was a kid, you walked through the fields here. You kicked out well, rabbits all the time. There's, right. <coughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons for that. It's like the uh, bob white quails. Of course, in the late seventies, we had some really harsh winters that did knock their population out. But man, ra- rabbits repopulate pretty quick. Pretty quick. Yeah. And um, so for for a while i was really getting into bobwhite quail and and uh you know we had some property and things we could do to help the bobwhite quail population and really the studies indicate more it's it's both for whitetail or for for rabbits for for cottontail rabbits and for quail they need the same habitat and it's really a habitat issue more than it is a predator issue um and one, you know, one of the biggest things is a lot of the farms that have quit farming, so that they've that old that fescue grass grows high and thick, and nothing can live in that, and the quail and rabbits can't move through it. Yeah. So that's where if, they, if you have property, what the DNR will tell you to do is you know, burn off hog. that fescue, bush hogging. Just all that does is it. It, it gives you a place to grow fescue yeah but to burn it weed kill it disc it and and if you can disc like every few years and just let the you'll get the natural the grass, seeds that have been laying there the, the natural yeah. grasses to indiana to grow and the weeds and then you know <clears throat> it allows the quail and the rabbits to run underneath cover but not be stuck in it what i've noticed since that fescue's gotten so thick is snipe hunting it's just it's hard to get the snipe <laughs> it is i mean it's hard to get that bag down there to catch those things to drag it out of that fescue yeah. yeah you're getting a little older too it's probably harder to get down there to get them too yeah so. that too but i tell you what we've had some good snipe hunts here that's all i can tell you anybody's interested in snipe hunting any of our listeners let us know we'll set up a snipe hunt weekend uh we got the that and i don't know if you guys know i got the very first I don't have it here with me, but I have the very first Franklin County jackalope permit. <laughs> so and I got it. I did got the it. DNR, did the DNR D- put out the snipe hunting they uh, did. season? They yeah. did. Okay. Yep. So I got I got the first jackalope. It's hanging at the sap bucket. 
So it was that sucker was tough. <laughs> Talk about jerky tough, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. And again, the snipe, the snipe. Other than the fescue, hard to get out of. They still they need that they need that habitat being right too. That's right. You know. But there's a and, and on the part of the habitat too. The old farmers fence rows grew right. up. And you had groundhogs, and the groundhogs dug the holes, which is what helped get the rabbits places to go. Right. When's the last time you saw a groundhog, other than my house? Which Not I'm very often. I mean, I've seen town now. Yeah, or yeah. Lawrenceburg and I've Greendale. I've seen a few here and there. But you talk, so fence rows. So fence rows are, were the habitat for yeah. rabbits and quail and those things because you had a fence row. It would grow up in a line of usually locust trees, and then you would have anywhere from 15 to 30 feet to either side of that that didn't get planted right and and then you know all the farms were broken up in different fields because they pastured cattle here one year and then yep. they cropped it the next year and pastured them somewhere else so if if you drove the three miles from my house up st peter's road to southgate that in that three miles if you go a mile either direction there's probably 30 miles of front fence row that does not exist that existed when i was a kid 30 right. miles right. of that right. so just think about all the lost habitat because those fields the, the fence row is not there it's just one big long field for crops three quarters of a mile in different directions and there's no habitat for anything and us beekeepers same thing in those fence rows was all kinds of floral wild uh, flowers and stuff like that that bloomed and fed honeybees yep doesn't exist so the habitat thing is a big and and the way we farm now as opposed to when you know back in the 70s and And when we hunted back then that's what we hunted we'd hunt through the fence row well and if you want to rabbit hunt you got to hunt at night because when we go home at night from here we pull in our driveway there's at least five rabbits run across my field across the driveway just because and there was a there was an article on that too that rabbits are becoming are being pushed to be more and more nocturnal part of it because of loss of cover birds of prey are becoming more frequent hawks you know are keeping populations down now we got the eagles so i mean that's some more food for eagles is rabbit is a is an easy prey cats too but cats don't oh (laughs) don't get me started on cats so I, I've got <clears throat> Robin and I have this pair of friends um, that we've known for years, actually since I worked at Cons back in the '80s, and and since we got married. And so <clears throat> we we haven't seen them for quite a while. We try to stay in touch a little bit. Facebook. They live up in Price Hill, and so I, I have reconnected with this guy, and we try to have lunch like once a month now and because uh, i'm working fairly close and he's he's just retired in the last year or two and um and she teaches at cincinnati state but anyway uh him and his brother are taking a trip out road trip out to salt lake city uh because his brother's daughter lived out there long story short he comes back and his wife is is in the hospital because she got bit by her cat so, so he's texting me, and he said it was a little broken in the text. You know how texts get broken, and it was like she went to she went to brush one of her 
and he left the word out and then said and he bit her and so she spent in the hospital she ended up spending the, uh, in the hospital from friday night to sunday night so first of all i didn't know it was a cat i knew she taught at, at cincinnati state so i'm thinking did he mean to say that she went to flunk one of her students and he hit her <laughs> that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking she's in the hospital for two days what <clears throat> so i texted him back and was like what bitter and he goes oh i forgot the word her cat and i said i'm like holy smoke what do you got a mountain lion or what <laughs> but evidently this cat had bit her in the hand and she went to brush it and it freaked out evidently it's diabetic and we know how diabetics can, can be, be yeah. and it freaked out and it latched onto her hand i just now caught that <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's, he's on a sugar actually, high. Actually, uh, that, uh, so I can feel that I to get that away. <laughs> so, so evidently it's kind of latched on to her. She, had to, stuff she had to beat it off of her hand. Um, and, uh, and then evidently it got infected and started turning into blood poisoning, and she spent the weekend in the hospital. So, Kitty, kitty, point, kitty. Everybody knows I'm not a big fan of cats, even though we have a couple outside cats at the house. I'm not a big fan of cats because you just know. My point is, if they're if they're big, they'll just eat you. (laughs) Point well taken. That's it. Getting rid of all our cats. She didn't hear. She didn't hear that. Good thing, probably. I think you'd go first. Yeah. I would. I would. <laughs> yeah. that, what do you She'd think? Say, there's geez. whiskey out in the barn. Whiskey in the barn. And a bed. In a bed. Uh, we got the camper for that. All right. You guys got anything else want to talk about? No, I covered the pineapples and the loofahs. It's kind of a yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it was a, an impromptu <laughs> night here, so we weren't really uh, – didn't ha- have a bunch of topics lined up. Oh, yeah. So we did try – uh, a, uh, a whiskey from our favorite distillery, one of our favorite distilleries, uh, Limestone Branch. They came out with their single malt, American single malt whiskey. It's a 108 proof. Um, Yellowstone brand, right? Yellowstone brand. Uh, I will tell you, though, it is um, distilled and aged in Indiana. So it came out of uh, Ross and Squibb, which was MGP, which used to be Seagram's. Uh, which is it is what it is. Um, they own uh, Lux Row, who owns Limestone Branch now. So that's how all that trickles down. So, guys, what do you think? Taste. Let's start with the nosing. What do you think of the nosing on it? The nosing first, I was really enjoyed it. Thought it was good. Um, we dropped the ice into it after, and oh, we save that. So okay, <laughs> so we'll go around the horn. Nosing was good first. Yeah, I like the nosing. It, it was. Uh, I like the nose good. as well. I did too. I thought the nosing was excellent. Uh, taste. And aroma. The nosing and the aroma to me were both good. It was good. The taste, I just, I don't know if it, it might have been what we were eating tonight, so much the different. It was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, I would drink it, but it isn't my favorite. Yeah. So definitely different, right? Right. That first little taste was like way different and not i'm not gonna say bad different or good different just way different than what i'm accustomed to in bourbons because this isn't a bourbon but uh and then the second taste kind of leveled it out a little bit but kind of Dwayne's point 
it's not something I would go to the store looking for for me. You right. know, and I, but I, you know, I'm, you know, I wouldn't for like Irish whiskey or scotch either. Right. But right. you know, for some people, I'm sure it's fine. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dump it down the drain by any means. Right, Mike. Well, I'm going to borrow from another podcast. I'm going to say it's sideways for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it is for me too. Uh, the nosing was excellent. I was, and the taste started excellent, and it just kind of went sideways. I, I like. I think everybody. I wouldn't throw it away. Um, I would like to get a couple of this is the first single malt whiskey I've tried right so right. I don't have anything you, to right. compare it to right maybe yeah. it's so it you know we're comparing it to bourbon bourbon so there's uh, there's the different ingredients in the mash there so you know and how it's aged so I want to try a couple other single malts, see how it stands up uh, there I might know where some's and uh, you know you might know but I might know might know yeah. Um, but yeah I mean I'm all for Yellowstone for a couple of reasons. You know, we we know Stephen Beam and Stephen Fonte personally, uh, and they give back to the national park system for right. every bottle that's sold. Right. So, yeah, great great pair of guys, and, and they are make a great product. Absolutely, they're in uh, New Orleans right now for the Bourbon Festival down there. So, yep. And it was Mr. Fonte's birthday last week. So, yeah, saw that. It's all good. All good. And our other friends uh, down at. Uh, Log Still Distillery, the, the dance, Wally and Charles and Lynn Dant uh, saw a post today that the three of them have been uh, declared Kentucky colonels. So that's a, pretty, that's a pretty high uh, step for, for the state. Does that mean Kentucky. they can get the secret recipe for the chicken? I don't know. <laughs> Wrong colonel. <laughs> Wrong colonel. Uh, that's all good, though. All good. Man, they've got some great concerts coming down there. Oh, my goodness. Right. They just keep adding them on. Yep. Uh, I think I saw 38 special. 38 special. Um, Montgomery Gentry. Uh, I mean, there's just a, a long list of them. And court, of course, Martina McBride. Mc- so we're and all, we're going to go we're see, that. Go we'll see that. that. Yeah, one. that'll be a fun so, time. Yep. So. so if anybody's in the area, come by and find us. We'll be down there for the yep. weekend. June, June 10th. Well, I'm looking, I'm, gonna, I'm looking up two shots in the barrel. We're going to talk about that. dancing (laughs) stuff that they we can talk about it and that's it exactly exactly all right good deal that depends on how much bourbon he's had i don't care (laughs) i don't care talk is all oh goodness no expedition or exhibition (laughs) expedition either one (laughs) our listeners are going what is going on it was what the hell that was pretty high proof uh whiskey it was 108 proof and it's kicked in so for cross the line 1524 i'm alan stanger the chippendales dancer (laughs) i'm Dwayne fish off the denier (laughs) jeff montag my gardener and we'll see you next time oh wait a minute table 12 (laughs) we'll see y'all next time Indiana on tap. The 2023 schedule is out and you're going to want to mark your calendars. The first one kicks off on March 11th. It's a second annual Newcastle on tap for St. Patty's Day. The next one is May 6th, the seventh annual Savor Lebanon. Then May 20th, the third annual Tipton on tap. Tipton, Indiana will be at the town square. The next one's June 24th in Anderson. It's the eighth annual Anderson on tap. After that, we move to Rushville, Indiana for the annual Rushville Libations on July 29th. 
From there, we come back to our hometown in Brookville, Indiana for the third annual Brookville on Tap Beer and Bourbon Festival. We round things out on September 23rd. It's the sixth annual Loggers and Lawrence Oktoberfest. These are all sponsored by Indiana on Tap. We'll have more information on each one of the events as they get closer. And guess what? Across the line 1524 crew will be there. You can go check out the calendar events on indianaontap.com. Like I said, we'll be there and each week we'll talk a little bit more about the upcoming events. Indiana on Tap, craft distillers, craft breweries, and local wineries. Go check them out. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rust and Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.